Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Vic and I made this arrangement earlier that if I start to bomb, they had um, um, arranged some, for some extra songs that the worship team was going to do. So, I mean, you know, you got to have those things prepared, you know, so that, you know, <laughs> I, could, I haven't done this for a long time. <laughs> but, you know, and, and he's also going to stay up here as my moral support and kind of, uh, you know, if I start faltering, he's going to step in and, but, you know, I'm trusting in the Lord that he is good. No, I ain't got nothing. God's got it. God has got it. So I just give thanks to the Lord. Let's pray, guys, all right? Thank you, God. You are good. Father, we trust you for your mercy. God, we lift up this time that whatever is spoken, God, it will bring glory and honor to your name. Father, I pray that you would open up hearts to receive. Open my mouth, Father, Father to give. And... Cover this time, Father, I ask in the name of your Son, Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I was, um, we were just talking about doing uh, the, the uh, communion service a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking, and Vic was, uh, I, I was, I was sharing some stuff with Vic. I don't even remember now what it was we were talking about. But uh, he was, um, so maybe you should share something at the communion. I said, well, yeah. all right, <laughs> we can do it, I guess. So, um, as I was reading and stuff, I uh, was reading in, it's in uh, John chapter 6, and there's a lot of good things in John chapter 6, and it's a place in the Word where Jesus spoke to the, um, to the Jews and was telling them that he proclaimed himself as being the bread that came down from heaven. And uh, this scene took place over a period of a couple of days. Um, uh, Jesus had, um, he had um, fed the 5,000. And it's just, it just 5,000 men. It doesn't say how many women and children. In another place uh, in, in the Gospels, it said there was 5,000 men beside women and children that he had fed. And with and that is with uh, five barley loaves and two fish, and it says that um, um, Jesus told them, and it, it is a start here in uh, where am I at in verse uh, thirty. Verse uh, thirty, and. Um, th 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 he had just uh, uh, they had looked to him and they had decided that they wanted to make him king because of all the stuff that they had seen him do, all the miracles that they had seen him do just the day before. And Jesus had, um, uh, they asked, he proclaimed himself as, a, as the bread that came down from heaven. And um, let me find out where I'm at here. Yeah. He says, our, um, 
our fathers gave us manna in the wilderness. As, as it is written, he gave them the bread from heaven uh, to eat. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you this bread, but it was my father who gave you this bread. Yeah. For the bread that God uh, gave is he that came down and he gives life to the world. He, he that came down from heaven who gives life to the world. Yeah. The bread that the Lord gave to them in the uh, desert after they had left the land of, of uh, Egypt. It was a bread that sustained the natural body. But Christ was talking about a bread that sustains not just a natural body, but the soul as well. Because the soul is eternal. And Christ came, the eternal Son of God, to feed the soul unto eternal life. And he said, I, I, am the bread, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Yes. Word. You know, we, we crave after a, a lot of things to, to satisfy our souls, you know, but we don't, really, we don't really understand. So many people don't really understand that what we, what we really desire is the thing that satisfies our souls. Here in Alaska especially, but not just Alaska, but all over, we love our toys. We love the things that satisfy, you know, satisfy our souls, but we continue to want those things. We continue to not be satisfied, no matter how much we accumulate, no matter how much wealth we get, there is still a hungering after more. Christ came to satisfy our souls. And you know, even though we continually want the Lord, we are continually satisfied with him because he feeds that part of us that only he can feed. He fills us with only what he can fill us with, and that is his presence. Uh, said that blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they will be filled they'll be satisfied in verse of uh, 49 um, our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died I am the living bread that came down from heaven if anyone eats this bread he will never die now, Jesus hit them right now with something that just messed them up. You know, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of times uh, when Jesus is talking, Jesus messes folks' minds up. Because he'd be telling them some stuff, and they'd just be, what? Jesus, I mean, <laughs> so many times he told them things that just, messed with their theology, messed with their beliefs so bad. And he says here, I am the bread, no, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. That would stop us today if we just heard it for the first time. Because the, 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 the giving your flesh to eat, as we all know, that is cannibalism. You know, 
Can you imagine eating Mark's forearm or something? Okay. <laughs> That's cannibalism. Now, the, the Lord in the Old Testament, God had given the Jews a strict dietary regulations that they are to, that they are to follow. Um, clean animals and unclean animals. The eating of a pig was just outlandish to them. Uh, certain fish, certain birds that they could eat. Only clean animals, anything other than that, they were not, they were not to touch it. But Jesus right now is telling them, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, you have no life in you. And he continued to mess them up. He didn't just, you know, he didn't just stop there. He continued to mess them up because uh, right after that, uh, it says, um, the Jews said, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. Seriously. <laughs> drink his blood. Now, I mean... <laughs> There are certain cultures in the world who will, you know, who will uh, eat the blood of, you know, certain animals when they're cooking. I go to Vietnam uh, quite often. My uh, wife is from over there, and they'll make these different soups and stuff. And if they if they kill a chicken or kill a duck or a pig, they will drain the blood into a container and they'll put it in the soup. And it curdles and it, 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 yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Your wife, you should have seen the face she made. It was, it was priceless. <laughs> we, I mean, <laughs> in the Bible, the, uh, in, in the Old Testament law, the, the Lord told the people the life of the body is in the blood. And they were not to eat the blood of even, even the clean animals. Even the clean animals, that was even disgusting to them. But I mean, the blood of a pig or whatever animal else that there was unclean, a camel or whatever, to, to eat the blood of those animals was just outlandish to them. The Lord said the life, the, or the, the, the life of the uh, body is in the blood. The blood is supposed to be either poured out on the ground. The blood is supposed to be offered at the altar to the Lord. So to eat, to, to drink that blood was just unheard of. But Jesus is saying here to them, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. But Jesus was talking about something that was totally totally foreign to them, something that totally they had no, they had no understanding um, about. He was talking a spiritual thing. And when Jesus said this to them in uh, verse 60, says, when many of his disciples heard this, they said, this is a hard saying. No kidding. This is a hard saying. Who can hear this? It says, uh, in verse 66, it says, after this, many of his disciples turned and no longer walked with him. 
And he turned to the 12 and he said, are you going to leave me as well? And it was Peter. Peter said, to whom shall we go? God, you got everything that we want. Everything that we need is in you. It is from you. There is no place else that we can go to have what we want, to have what we need, to have the life that sustains us. It is in you, Lord. Where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. He says that we believe and are sure that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Okay, now what was the difference between those who walked away and those who stayed? Because it says many of the disciples walked away and there was a few who stayed and the, the, the main factor in their staying was because they had the relationship with the Lord that the others did not have. They, they had spent time, close time with him. Let that be a lesson for us as well, that we spend that close time with him. We spend that close, intimate time in his presence. We get to know him. We get to know him better than Larissa knows Vic. All right. <laughs> Bless him. Bless him, Jesus. <laughs> that we get to know him as, um, <clears throat> as uh, Mary of Bethany. When they were at the, it was at one of the Jewish rulers' house, and Jesus was reclining at the dinner table, and Mary came up to him, and she broke the alabaster box, and she poured it over him, and she began to rub, cry, and to rub his feet with her hair, and to bow down and to kiss his feet. That's a pretty intimate scene. Yeah. And it was so that where she was rubbing his feet with her hair after she'd poured the oil over him, if somebody were to close their eyes, they could not tell if that was Mary close to them or if that was Jesus close to them because the smell was the same. They were so close. Her spending that time, that intimate time in his presence, it would have been hard for them to distinguish without looking who was who. That is the intimacy that Christ wants with us. Him in us. That when the, the things that we say, they will emanate from the Spirit of God that is within us. The way we treat other people will be the way Christ treats them as he said, treat other people the same way that you want them to treat you. Jesus wants that, the Father wants that intimate relationship with us. And so that, that, that love relationship was what kept the 12 
from walking away where the others walked away. That knowing him relationship was what kept the 12 with him where the others did not have that and they walked away. That trust relationship with him. Now, they didn't understand, they did not understand what the Lord was talking about when he said, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. They didn't have a clue what the Lord was talking about. But you know, they believed and they trusted and they says, this is, this, is, this is crazy, but we know who this is coming from. And we trust the one, Lord, we trust you in, we have seen you do so much. We have heard you teach the way that nobody else has taught. We have heard you teach with authority like you know what you're talking about, you know? It said, in, it said in, in, in another place that when the people listened to Jesus, they marveled at the things that he said because he thought them, he taught them with authority and not like their scribes and Pharisees. He was speaking from authority. Guess what? He was God. He, he wrote the book. <laughs> he knew what he was talking about, so he could speak with authority. You know, they had seen the miracles that he had done. They had seen the blind eyes open. They had seen the dead be raised up to life again. They had seen demons being cast out. Now, a lot of the crowd had seen that too, but that crowd did not have the intimacy with him that the 12 had. So however outlandish a thing the Lord said, because of the relationship with him, they were accepting it. I don't understand it, but Lord, you're, you, you are the one that we have looked for since the, the, the prophets of old spoke about your coming. Yeah. Centuries we have looked and hoped for you. Here you are. We believe we ain't turning back. You got eternal life. Amen. I want it. I ain't turning away from it. Hallelujah. So that is the. Now my podium is slipping down. Okay. <laughs> no, my hands are heavy. I'm leaning on it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we are going to the fulfillment of what Jesus was talking about was done at the what we, we, we call the Last Supper. It was done at the last Passover that Jesus was to share with anybody here on this earth. Now the disciples did not know at the time that that was gonna be their last uh, time eating with him in his physical body. He would eat with them again, 
but he would have risen from the dead and would have been glorified. But um, Jesus took, took the cup and he took the bread and he blessed, them, blessed it and he gave it to them. And the fulfillment of what he was talking about, uh, this is the bread that came down from heaven. You have to eat my flesh and drink my blood or you have no life in you. The fulfillment of that is what we now call the communion to where we break the bread and he took that bread and he, he broke it and he gave it to the 12 that were there and they ate and that was the eating of his body. And he took the cup and he gave thanks. And I, I love it what Jesus said. I, he said, take and, 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 and drink this. He says, but for me, he says, I will not drink any longer of the fruit of the vine until I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. There remains a time for us but those who love God, that we will drink it new with him in our Father's kingdom. We will drink it new with him in our Father's kingdom. I am thankful for that. Jesus said, no man comes to me except the Father draws him. All of you are here who are here, whoever is listening, understand if you have come to Christ Jesus to believe in him as the son of the living God, if you have come to Christ to believe in him as the Christ, the anointed one of God, know, know of a certain because Jesus himself said it and he don't lie. He says the father has drawn you Jason, the Father's drawn you every day. Sid, Sid, the Father's even drawn you, praise God. <laughs> okay, I can pick on Sid. I've known Sid for 45 years, all right? So, <laughs> and Sid, Sid deserves to be picked on. The Father has drawn, I mean, the living God who spoke and said, let there be light has drawn each of us to his son, Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So that is my word, people. Um, let us draw near to God. Let us give thanks to God that he has sent his Christ, son, Christ Jesus, to die for us. And let's now partake of his, partake of his his body and his blood that he has given to us. Yeah, so we can have two rows coming all from the sides and then to the middle. Yeah, we kind of moved the table now, so, but still, go ahead and then loop around here, grab your elements. It's all nicely packaged, so you don't have to worry about it. You can, then, oh, once you get to your seat, open it up so you, um, you don't get caught off guard opening it. It can get a little intense. <laughs>
Thank you, Lord. Jesus said, as often as you do this, as they were, as they were, um, they finished the supper and he had uh, taken the bread and broken it and given it to the, the uh, disciples. He says, as often as you do this, he says, do it in remembrance of me. Remember the sacrifice that was paid. Remember Christ hanging on the cross. Remember him full, him as fulfilling what the Father, the work that the Father sent him to do. And that was to take the sin of the world upon himself. So let's partake of the, the broken bread of our, our Savior. Or the broken body of our Savior. Thank you, God. And it said in the same way he took the cup and he blessed it and he gave thanks for it. And he says, take, drink all of it, for this is my blood in the new covenant. Do this in remembrance of me. fantastic yeah I just wanted to add on to that it was just it's perfect on itself but um, something goes online we weren't planning we didn't actually meet and talk but we just know how the word how the Lord works <laughs> it's incredible that he mentioned you know he's the he's the bread of life right yeah. he's what we need every day to sustain us and um, they didn't understand everything like, Lord, what are you talking about? You know, the perfect example is if you go to the doctor, right? Like me, personally. I, I don't know a lot of stuff. The only thing I would know is from Google. Although I do hear doctors Google stuff, which is concerning sometimes. But <laughs> don't you should know, you should, shouldn't you know this already? But, um, but you trust them. It's just like with a mechanic. You found a trustworthy mechanic. He tells you something. You don't doubt that. You don't understand it. And the thing is, we don't have to understand everything. And sometimes that's what happens is, is God is trying to say, like, just trust me with the word. Amen? And so um, when I look at our children, right, and I wanted to tie in one scripture there in Matthew 15, uh, Matthew 18, Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And the Lord equates and he puts this child and says, that simplicity, that full trust, doesn't mean the children understand everything, but they know the word of a father. They know the word of their parents, right? If my daughter or my son asks for something and I say, I'm going to give it to them, they don't even doubt it. They don't question it, right? I remember uh, a while back, uh, Karen also shared about children, you know. Uh, and she brought an example of talking about my son Ryan. If I'm playing drums, he doesn't care. It's in the middle of a worship service. We had a wonderful worship night, by the way, this last Friday. We're going to continue doing that. Don't miss that opportunity. But I don't want to get off trails real quick. Um, so I'm worshiping uh, this Friday. And Ryan just comes up and he's just banging next to me you know, on the drums. And he has 
he has no doubt, he has no worry that he's next to his father. How many know that? You know, you can be in a meeting with a president, and the, the child will run in there, and he doesn't care. He'll just he's coming to his dad. He doesn't care who you're talking with. It's that 100% trust in the Father. It's like, I know who my Father is. And a perfect example, so God in flesh, you know, and I shared that last time also, the Word became flesh. So the Word of God, Jesus himself, he became flesh. He became us, right? And he also equates that Word of God, living bread. He's the living bread. And our living bread is the Word of God. So, and this is one of the things I really want to underline and very important is that we need to read the Word of God. It's our daily bread. And I notice how many times I've read Scripture before, and you think, oh, I don't remember, I don't remember. But then you'll hit a situation out of nowhere, and, and the Scripture, that Scripture just comes to your mind at a perfect time. You're like, wow, this just saved me. So that is the power of Word of God. It's a living Word. And if we don't read it, we won't know it. And that's part of Word, word of God is living Word of God. I mean, that is God Himself, right, in the words. And so I want to encourage you to continue reading the Word of God and knowing that that's what's sustaining us. That is our daily bread. That body that was broken, you know, Jesus, His body was broken for us. But also, the only way we can access, communicate to God is through the Spirit, but through His Word. It is impossible to pretty much know God without knowing his word you know you when we fellowship with our fathers you know I'm, I'm using myself as an example and the kids are constantly running around they know the they, they know my voice they hear my voice and they know the words and how many of you can testify as parents right you said one phrase one time and your kid repeats it like what I'm like oh I didn't I didn't think that he would understand that <laughs> like dad don't do that again <laughs> Because kids pick up on that. It's a powerful word. And I want to encourage you that. So when you are together with family, read. Even if you read a little bit, you know, read a psalm with children before you go to bed. Just see the kind of impact that it does. When you're driving with children, turn on a worship music. It's incredible how they just pick up on music and they just start singing. And they're singing the word of God. They're not singing any annoying songs that are going to just annoy you. You know, wheels on the bus go round and round. We know that. That really can get you. Might as well just invest into worship music, right? Just, just turn it on. It's accessible. Nowadays, it's free. You get Pandora, whatever, Spotify. You have options to do that. But anyways, so that is the point. What a great word, uh, Robert. I appreciate that. And then that, let that word become part of us. Like I said, we don't have to understand everything. But as we read the Word of God, as we pray, and as we worship, God starts revealing that Word to us. It's a living Word. Amen? How many believe that? Hallelujah. We're going to make a promise for, to the Lord. We're going to work harder on memorizing more Scripture. We're just opening up the Word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your Word that is so powerful, Father God. We want to always walk with you, Lord. We want to know your voice. Lord, even sometimes in things that we don't understand, we know that you can carry us through any situation, through anything, Father God. But we want to turn to your word, Father God. Hallelujah. We thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, I ask that you would touch anybody that is sick right now in Jesus' name. Lord, any relatives that are suffering with any kind of disease or sicknesses, that their bodies would be touched, Lord. Hallelujah. We come in unity, Lord. We come in unity in your presence, Father God. Hallelujah. Let's continue to be 
in his presence. We have some time, and it is perfect time to worship the Lord. So we're going to worship with a couple more songs and just walk out with joy and gratitude for all that he has done. Amen. And in the middle of worship, as we're worshiping, feel free to come up. We have fantastic, incredible pastors and, you know, leaders that are they're able to pray with you about anything, whether you need us, you know, help with this or that, and you're, or you're not understanding something. Nothing too big, nothing too small for God. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's worship Him. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.